Further, there was always uh, yeah, whatever Muslims that I wanted, you know, the Yemen. So, there's a site which isn't so well known. We're trying to share with that. Everyone knows that a person has neshama, which is ruchni, which is kadosh. A person has a body, which isn't originally that ruchni and kadosh. And uh, the, the body has various bad medicines. And therefore, we know that a person's job here is to work, work against that. The body, Kila Atzmoy, Paul tells in lots of places, it's not a Kiddush, he says it like this, hasn't it a tether to have every bad letter? And uh, the job of a person's Ruchni part is to work against that. So, as long as there's a combination of the two factors, as long as the person's here in his body, so then yes, he has the middle of his body, we don't have physical middles. Whether it's taiva, whether it's atlas, laziness, whatever other physical middles there are. And the person has to work against that. But now I ask you guys a question. This is a Yusoid which I've spoken to people the last few weeks. I see it's not well known. And that is, that's as long as the person's alive. When a person dies, and now there's a separation between his bodies and the shaman. So, people think that if now they separate again, so the body with all its uh, gashmis and all its materialism and all its bad middles stays in the ground, the shaman's college goes back to Shemai. That's not necessarily true. Because it, for a tzaddik, it's like that. But, for a person who's not a tzaddik, there's a scary thing here. That's, I'll, I'll prove that I'll bring the rise in a moment. But the principle first. There's a scariest thing here. And that is that for a person who doesn't work to overcome his midas, his nefesh gets influenced by his body. His nefesh gets influenced by his body. And then, even in a stage where the person's no longer alive and therefore isn't, doesn't have his body to be a part of him, but he still keeps the midas his body had. In other words, even though the starting, of, the starting point was Nisham is Kodesh, the body is not, the body has bad medicine, the Nefesh doesn't. But when the Hashem combines the two, when the person's alive, and the person doesn't do anything to correct his medicine, the medicine, which are physical medicine, come from his body, are going to affect his Nefesh. And therefore, even when the Nefesh is detached from the body, it still retains the middles that it didn't, it didn't work to fight against. The keel have been influenced by them. So you can have a nefesh which is no longer in the body, a nefesh which has gone back to a ruchni state with bad physical middles. Yes, you, you know a lot. We've spoken about this a lot. That's also dark with the nefesh. It's uh, something we don't realize. And therefore, the, the, the musician says we first. And the physician says if a person doesn't work during his lifetime to work against the bad meter, so it's not just that he's going to get stuck here with the bad meter. It's the other way around. The bad meter is going to get imprinted on his nefesh too. He's going to get stuck with it, lost at love also. That's already a point which is Kedai to know. It's a Kiddush, maybe, but it's... We'll bring the rise why it's true.
Firstly, the Gemara of Adizar. The Gemara says about a person who did a virus in this world, and specifically things like that which become, so to speak, attached to a person's nefesh. It wasn't a once-off uh, Aver, or something which a person could say it, like he, he got used to that. So the Gemara says that even after he dies, it's Kshura Baika Kalev. Whatever middle it was, it's tied to him like a dog. It stays with him. You might think, well, now I'm going back to be a Rukhni existence. No, you, a, a bad middle which a person didn't work to detach himself from, it remains attached to him. Let's have a notion in the Gemara. If you're going to look at this, you say it's on a more Kabbalah level. So over here, I'm going to tell you two things from Arizal. The first one, we know that there's a kind of an Oynesh, which the words and the concept comes from a Pasuk, but uh, we have to know what it means. And there's a certain kind of Oynesh after a person dies, was called Kaf HaKela. Kaf HaKela. It comes from the Pasuk, that Abigail tells David HaMelech when she meets him, and he says, V'snefesh Oyvecho, the nefesh, the, again the nefesh, of your enemies will be put into the kafakela. What is a kafakela? Literally translated into English, it means the, basically a sling. A, a kela is a sling. When you want, in the old days, you want to take some, in, like you hold it back and let go, it shoots up. So the kaf is the, the, what holds the stone within the sling. And what's the significance of that? If a person wanted to shoot a stone up in the air, so you can throw it, one goes so high. If you wanted to project the high, so then it's, it's an idea of any, anything which is like a sling. You put it back, and the more you put it back in the aircraft, so it's going to have a counterforce, which is going to send it however high up, it's going to be much higher. But, but, there's gravity. And therefore, it's going to get however high it gets, and it's going to fall back down again. Now, that's when it falls down. It falls down back into the sling, which sent it up the first time. So the force of gravity is going to push it back again, and it's just going to, again, cause the cause the rub or whatever you've used to expand, then it's going to end up again. Which means, basically, you have a progression. It's going to up and down, and up and down, and up and down. Because every time it goes up, it goes up as high as it's going to get until gravity pulls it down. And the force of gravity pulling it down is going to extend it back up again. So it's like a state of that it's never going to go up, it's never going to go down. It's always the idea of something which is in that kind of system. It's always in motion, either going up or going down. Now, that's just what a kafa kela is. That is something which is in this constant motion of being sent up and falling down and being sent up back up again. What's that going to do with the nefesh of a, of a Russia? What's his punishment? So the reason explains like this. The reason explains that the answer the nefesh of a person, as long as the person is alive, so the nefesh is inside of him. When the person dies, what it really means in spiritual terms, the person dies, is the nefesh gets taken out of his body. So now it doesn't have a home in the body anymore, it's kicked out of there. So now what's meant to happen? What's meant to happen is it's meant to connect to the neshama, which is a higher part of a person's ruchnias, and then join the neshama on whatever level of reward the neshama is going to get. What happens by Russia is that the nefesh, after the person dies, so that it's lost its, so to speak, its place where it was within the person, so it tries to go up to Shema. It tries to connect to the Neshama. Here's the point. But it can't. It can't. Because the nefesh has gotten too imprinted by the body. And everything it's interested in, everything it wants, is what the body wants. 
So it has nothing to connect to in Shemayim. And if that's the case, it goes up to Shemayim, but it has nothing to hold on to there. It doesn't have a connection. It doesn't have any interest there. It doesn't have a mockup. So what's going to happen? It's going to come back down here. That's what it wants. It's, it's looking for things here. It's looking for physical pleasure. It's looking for enjoyment in this world. The problem is, it doesn't have a place to go into here. Because the body which has that until now is no longer alive. So it's con- it doesn't have a place down here. It's going to go back up again. It's going to come back down. And it's a system of punishment which isn't Gehenim. It's not it's something completely different. It's a system of punishment of being homeless, of being without a place. Why is it without a place? Because the, the nefesh can define its own place by what it wants. And if it's what it wanted was what the body wanted, then this is the nefesh which wants physicality. It's a nefesh which wants whatever middle that the body exhibited. But now it's stuck because now it doesn't have a place to, ha- to have that. So go to Shemayim. There's nothing for it in Shemayim. And that's not what you said. It didn't start off like that. That's what you said before, that's what we began. And that is that it's not just that the, that the nefesh within a person is meant to combat their body and their tivus and their bad medicine. If it doesn't, it gets interested in them. It gets influenced by them, and then it gets stuck by them. Then it can't, there's nothing, if that's what it's looking for, and that's what it's interested in, then it doesn't have a mock for science for that. And therefore, the mashmos lariza is it's not that it's here, some, even so much an oinish that, that a nefesh of a rasha doesn't get a reward in Shemayim. It's a consequence. It doesn't have anything to look for there. There's nothing for it to connect to. It's only enough to connect to what it had here, and therefore it's going to get stuck here. That's the, that's the second point. That there's this idea that a person's nefesh can get influenced by what he does. Ad Kedekach, there's a Gemara in Gittin. Mishrachayim Shulevet, he's explained the same way. The Gemara in Gittin says that when Unculus later became a Ger, but he did his research before he decided to convert. So the Gemara says in Gittin, the Gemara says that Unculus knew how to, to seance to bring in the Shama to talk to. And when Hiro, in doing some kind of seance, he managed to bring the Neshama of, of Bilam. Bilam was in the world, Goyish world, he was the, like, the most spiritual person. So he brings the Neshama of Bilam. And he asks Bilam, tell me something, what's, what's the real deal? Who's Chosh of me? My Chosh of Hayama. In Shemayim, who's really the, the, the Chosh, considered no, the, the chosen nation? And Bilam says, Kla Yisrael. So Unkelus asks him to tell me, so what, what, what do you think? Maori David I should join him. And Bilam says, it's actually a pasuk, it's quoted, but Bilam says to him, where it says, Don't have anything to do with it. Now, the Gemara that's a contradiction, right? You just admitted yourself, it was considered important to know him about Israel. So then if someone would ask you, so give me good advice. If that's what's important in the, in the real world of MS, in the Shemaim, so should I join them or not? So why are you telling me not to join them? Uh, that, that's, that goes against what you just said yourself. It's, it's an obvious question in the Gemara. There are different answers. But Rucham Shalavis used to say was this is And that is, Bilam died hating Klai Yisrael. Bilam died hating Klai Yisrael. His whole life he hated Klai Yisrael. He did everything because of the, to ruin things for them, to punish them, to get them cursed, to get them to diverse. And therefore, Bilam's nefesh got a tremendous sinner for Klai Yisrael. And it can, he can know the truth, the Adam of Emes, 
and that doesn't change his minutes. He knows 100% Klai Yisrael were right, and 100% that's the MS, and it doesn't change him at all. He still hates Klai Yisrael. And therefore, if someone's going to give advice to join Klai Yisrael, no way, there's nothing to do with him. I hate him. They're more chashim, yeah, they're more chashim. The fact that the nefesh is now detached from the physical and knows the MS isn't going to change his midas. That's the second point we see as a riot. A person's nefesh gets influenced by his midas, and it's going to stay like that. And if you're down to this, I'll give you a third riot. It's also a Gemara. The Gemara says, first the background in the story of the Nach, so we know what we're talking about. Achav, the king of, of the ten tribes of Israel, did a lot of Averis. One of them was, he had a neighbor, his name was Novos. Novos had a beautiful vineyard. And Achav wanted the vineyard. So he comes to Novos and says, please sell me a vineyard. And Novos says, no deal, I'm not selling my vineyard. So Achav, says, Achav was a ruthless person. So he concocts a story and he gets Novos killed. For nothing. He makes up an allegation against which wasn't true. Kills Novos and takes the vineyard. And the young lady comes to Achim and says, you should know, for this Avera, you're going to get, you're going, you killed somebody for nothing, you're going to get punished. Years later, the story was, Achim was going to war against Aram. And he wasn't sure, should he go to war, shouldn't he go to war? So Achim was, as you know, besides his other various, was over the Zara. So he calls all the Nevi'im of the Avera Zara to give him advice, should he go to war against Aram or not? And they all tell him 100%, we can see that you're going to win the war. There was one Novi Amos. His name was Michiel ben Yimel. And Achav decides to call him in also. And Michiel ben Yimel says that, don't go to war. So Achav says, with all the Amanavim, the Viyabal, are telling me to go to war. So then he says, I'll tell you So I saw Akadish Baruch sitting with the Bezal Shemayla. And the question was, who's going to be the one to go and mefate Achav, to go and convince Achav to go to war so that he's going to get killed in the war? And the Ruach was Yatsim Ifnei Hashem, Ruach of one person said, I'm going to go to, I'm going to be the one to convince Zachar. And the Pasuk says, Hashem says, say, go and, go and do it. And that's the Chazal learned from Pasuk, why Hashem says, say, say, go. Say, which means go out. And that is, Chazal say, because by convincing Achavs to go to war, you bet them misleading him. That what Michael is saying is not good. It's not good advice to go to war. So by convincing Achav to go to war, you better misleading him. You be marshal him, and therefore, what Hashem is saying to Shami is, you can go and do it, but you should know you're going to lose your darg here. You're going to get demoted a darg because now you're doing something wrong. Now let's think, what's going on? We're talking about a certain ruach of a person who's on a certain level in Shemayim. And he's offered the opportunity, do you want to go and convince Achav to go to war? By being a Ruach Sheker, by misleading him in all his Nevi'im to go to war. But you should know, the result of that is, you're going to lose your devil in Shemayim. Because you now have the you're misleading somebody. And Achav Pekin, the Ruach agreed. He wanted to do it. Why? Who are we talking about? So say Chazal, the full details. It says, Zoruach Shalnavis Akarmani. Achav's neighbor he killed years before. It was, he was the one who went, his, his neshama went down to the fact of all the Nevi'im of, of Achav, they should go to war and die. Which is what happened. Why would he do that? He's already in Shemaim. And he's already getting rewarded for all So why, why would he be interested in losing his target in Shemaim to go and, and the fact of Achav? 
And again, as Nami said, because it's nothing to do with what he knows in Shemaim. He died with the ruts of the middle of the comma. I want to take revenge on Achav. He killed me for nothing, I want to take revenge. He died with that middle. And therefore, the middle doesn't change. It remains imprinted on his nefesh. He still wants to take revenge on Achav. And therefore, even if he knows it's not, it's not Kadai for me to do this, I'm going to lose a certain level in Shemaim for this, but there's that middle there, it's affected his nefesh. And therefore, he wants to take revenge. He's going to go and sacrifice something of the level he was on in order to be able to take revenge, to be the one to make sure Achav gets killed. The same you said again, that a person who has a middle which he, he, he remains with, then the middle somehow attaches itself to his nefesh too. He's, he's, he, he has a middle also in love also. One more eye. It's from the villager. We know there's a musag in there. It's not uh, different from the premier to go into explaining it. We know there's a musag of a gilgul. A gilgul. For whatever reason, the nefesh can be brought back down to this world a second time. It's a big terror. We don't talk about the whole side now. But one thing I want to talk about. And that is, the Vilna God, one of the things he says is how is the person meant to know if the nefesh is a nefesh which is a gilgul or not? So he has two or three eights for a person to be able to see for themselves are there a gilgul or not. And one of the things he says is if a person sees he has a very strong middle for something, wherever it is, so he should know that it's a sign that he's a gilgul and that was something he had, that he didn't control in his previous lifetime. And that's why he comes back with that same strong tendency. And it's like the same you said. It's not the same body. But if a person didn't control a certain middle in his lifetime, so then that's going to affect his nefesh. And therefore, even if he's coming back with Gilgal, it's still affecting his nefesh. It's still in the nefesh. Yes, he said about good things also. He said, therefore, if a person's a very strong, good middle, that we understand much better. That a, a good middle will affect a person's nefesh and will remain with it. That, that's easier for us to understand. It's a Tavaruchni. He says, even by a bad middle. And there's even though it's not coming from the nefesh, but it influences the nefesh. Okay, so that, those are the rise. Like we said, the Gemara, the Zayar, the Rizal, whatever it's going to be. The number of rise that this Yisoyed is right. And that is that, if a, that the middles a person has, the middles a person has are going to affect him. Are going to affect him even the Chalik Ruchni of a person. And therefore, even when he doesn't have a body, he's still interested in physical things. He's still interested in the middles he was interested in before. That's the principle. Then I mean to explain it. Why is it like that? Why is it like that? In other words, if Ba'atsam, the nefesh, and the, or the neshama, let's say, and the body are meant to be opposing forces, so even if a person isn't strong enough to overcome the temptations of his body, even if a person isn't strong enough to overcome his middles, let's just say, okay, so this was the weaker force. Why should it be influenced? Why should the, the nefesh now get an interest in what the, in what the body does? And this is really why we're talking about now it's not like a Kabbalah class, because this is the side I wanted to get to. And that is, there's a deeper yesod in understanding how Hashem creates a synthesis between a person's body and his nefesh. And the reason is, because it's true that they're opposing forces. But they're opposing forces in principle. Anything a person does, they have to do together. So on the one hand, it's true that Mishra Echo, the person's neshama, doesn't want him to do others. The person's body wants to. It's true that a person's neshama wants him to do mitzvahs, the person's body necessarily doesn't want to. They're opposing in principle. But whatever the person actually does needs both of them. In other words, if a person decides he's going to go do something wrong, or he's going to go give in to a certain matter, the mice is nefesh is involved in that also. Uh, without the nefesh, the person wouldn't be alive. So he wouldn't be able to do it. 
Same thing. If a person decides he's going to go do a mitzvah, it could be it's hard for him, but he's going to do it anyway. His body is taking part. It's not going to do it by yourself. I'm staying behind. Whatever the person actually does do in the end needs both. And therefore, on principle, they're starting from a different point. But what they actually do, they do together. And therefore, what, if, if a nefesh spent its entire lifetime busy doing various or busy following bad medis, the Maisa, it was the nefesh doing that the whole time. So it's going to affect it. It wasn't just that he stood aside the whole time and said, no, I, 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 I'll have my dead body, or my dead nefesh, what are you going to say? I'll korchi, we're not, I'm not, not agreeing with you. He went along with it. So Batsam, it was involved in everything that the person did. It was involved in everything the person did. And if that's the case, of course, it's, it's developed a connection to that. And send the other way around. And that is, and this is, this is what I want to get to, send the other way around. For a tzaddik, for a tzaddik, he spends his, his, land, he spends his lifetime doing mitzvahs, it wasn't just his nefesh. The body came along too. If a person wants to get up at 4 o'clock every morning to learn for 4 hours before shachris, his body had to get up also. He doesn't leave it behind in the bed. And if a person wants to push himself to do a chesed, which is hard for him, or to miscaber on what he wants to look at, or to listen to whatever it is, his body is taking part also. And if that's the case, we see a chesed. And that is, if the nefesh of a person can get influenced badly when it gives into the body, it means that the body of a person, the same thing the other way around, by a tzaddik, the body of a person is going to get influenced positively by the time they listen to the nefesh. And that is, if that's the case, the khar is a certain liquidity which isn't fair. Because it, what happens? We said by a person who always gives into his midas, what's going to happen is it's going to affect his nefesh. And therefore, the nefesh, even wherever it's going to be, either one get to shemaim, or if it does, it'll still retain those bad midas, whatever the case is going to be. It still it gets influenced by, by, by what by what the person did wrong, by the by the midas which dragged him. But if it's the other way around, if we have a tzaddik, who used his body to do mitzvahs, so what does the body gain from that? What does the body gain from that? The body is going to die. If any person dies, his body he dies. So what did the body gain from the fact that it was connected that it followed the 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 of a person to do mitzvahs? Who asked this question? The Ramban. The Ramban and the end of Sharag And the Ramban says, that's why there's a concept of Tchil Samesim. He says, but it's not to reward a person, Hashem can reward his Nisham. Hashem can reward his Nisham. And what? It's not fair. Because since the body, Lemaisa, was also a, a partner in doing the mitzvahs, since it came along, it, it joined the person doing the mitzvahs, if that's the case, it deserves to be rewarded too. It deserves to be rewarded too. And therefore, what 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 Kilo entitles a person to deserve tchirsamaisim, the body deserves it. The body deserves it. The, the body of a person who was which was used to do mitzvahs, so he has a chalik of that mitzvah. He was a partner. I should get a, I should get a of that mitzvah too. That's what the Ramban says. The, Ram, the, the Ramchal, we explain the same Yisrael in Hashem. He says a step even higher than that. It's not just a shadow of unfair, and that's what the body deserves it. But what the Ramchal says it is, that's what's going to cause tchirsamaisim. It says, just like a neshama can get dragged down, a body can get dragged up. And therefore, the, of, the point of Tresemesim is that by doing mitzvahs a person's whole lifetime, he's made the body something which deserves the reward of them, all the mitzvahs. Just like a neshama deserves the reward for all the mitzvahs it does, the body can say, I deserve that reward too. I also did all those mitzvahs. Maybe the chadchil, I didn't want to, but so what? I did. I did. If that's the case, that's mechaiv that the, 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 the body gets rewarded also. Sorry? So there will be multiple bodies for one bilbo? No. 
No, let's explain Gilgalim separately. But uh, for, let's look at one Gilgal right now. But yeah, the person is a tzaddik. Right? It's Mechai that is a Chiyasamesim, because since the body also did all the messes, the body also deserves all the reward. But Why is there a reward? What's going to be after Tchiris What's the reward in her? No, as I said, what's after Tchiris HaMesim? Tchiris HaMesim is in order to get rewarded afterwards. Now, the Yisrael is like this. Mitzad Echlos HaKadosh Baruch creates the nefesh of a person and the body of a person as two completely separate things. The one is Mila Shemaim, it's Ruchni, the one is from, from this world, it's Kashmi. But when a person brings, when Hashem creates both of them together to be a person, they synthesize in a person. So it's a mistake to think that they're only there temporarily together, and afterwards they separate and the Shema goes back to Shemaim and the body stays down here. It's not, I mean, that's what happens when a person dies. But the Etzim is not really true. Because once they synthesized, so then whatever a person did in his lifetime was done as a partnership. And if that's the case, the Etzim is something holding them together afterwards also. If, what the, if, if a person misused his life, then his nefesh gets pulled down because it's now gotten the of all everything that he did. But if a person is a tzaddik, then if that's the case, then now his body is a chalik of that also. So in the Khalami there's a separation when a person dies, says it's only temporary. Because the what what they did together bonds them together. And the matter they become a chalik of uh, which is going to remain together also. Two things. Number one, sometimes people get the feeling that okay in this world he has bad mirrors, it's okay, big deal. You know, guys everything will be okay. That's true. If a person doesn't work to, against his mitzvah, they're going to be, they're going to stay part of him. They're going to stay part of him. If a person does work to discover himself over here, then it's not just the about of a person's detaching from his body. My body wanted to stay in bed, now I got up. Uh, you, you made a decision to get up, but your body got up too. And if that's the case, it's exactly the opposite. It's uh, if, when a person does things right. So then, that's, that's giving a schus to his body also, the Ayman Chos Because then there was a shutter, there was a part in everything he did right. When we're talking about the din, so now we don't have time to bring the eyes for it, but the Atzim HaKadosh Baruch is both parts of the person. There's the, there's, for a person that's alive, they're still together. But even besides for that, the din of a person is, What's going to be with his neshama? What's going to be with his body? But it's not that It's not like that one can be good, one can be bad. It's not that Since everything they did, they did together. You matter they're going to get rewarded together also, or chasas punished together. And that's a hanacha. That's a person generally in avodas in And that is even if the source of the midas is the body. But the fact the amount of infants a person is having an effect on his nefesh. Even though a source of the rotten to the good is a nefesh, the amount the person does is converting it's changing the body as well. So, 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 so is Gehenim, is part of Gehenim getting rid of the infant?